Welcome to Girls Club, a space where you'll experience realness, vulnerability, and empowerment to thrive in the relationships around you. I'm Angie White. And I'm Shelby Diaz, Enneagram 7 Twinsies, active students in the space of friendships, a less common type of relationship that's discussed. And we're here to share all that we've learned and still learning. So grab a cold brew and join us at the table. This is the Girls Club podcast. So Shelby and Angie here, and I wanted to give a little shout out to Miss Perry, who's listening every week. And I wanted to say, hello, I love you. Thanks for changing my diapers when I was little. <laughs> and I have a shout out to, Do it. to Perry the platypus. Oh. <laughs> I'm just Who's kidding. that? You've never seen, um, Uh-oh. what is it? It's on Disney Channel. Phineas and Ferb? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Perry. Where's Ooh. Perry? And he's like a spy. <laughs> what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Favorite cartoon at what age? Like toddler or like middle school or like I guess whatever you want to share. <laughs> um, cart favorite cartoon. I really liked Hey Arnold. Okay. I liked Rocket Power. I liked SpongeBob. But so my mom didn't let me watch SpongeBob till I was a little bit oh. older. <laughs> so you were like a Nickelodeon kid growing up. Well, no, because I also really liked Disney Channel original movies like Johnny right? Tsunami. But if you're asking cartoons, I feel like Nickelodeon was stronger in okay. the cartoon world. Disney was stronger in like the TV shows and like the movies. movies. Yes. Did you watch Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. I loved Fairly Odd yes. Parents. And Danny Phantom I had a crush on him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric from the little mermaid was my biggest crush when i was little oh basic <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you can't say you had a crush on a disney prison i just had a crush on danny phantom from nickelodeon <laughs> thanks shelby oh that was fun so today we're kind of going off the cuff no dun, dun, script dun. um and right before we hit record we we're like what are we gonna talk about um and we just came across like a topic kind of randomly and we're going to see where it goes. I have no idea where it's going to go. Do we have a timer going? Oh, yeah. yeah right here. Cool. Um, well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Girls Club. If you are driving, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> if you are um, working out, we need to be working out with you, too. Um, but thank or you boy. so much for tuning in. I know we have a lot of people who actively listen every week. So thank you so much for continuing to listen and tune in and share with your friends and family. It means so much to Shelby and I. Mm -hmm. um, we're in like multiple countries now, which is super crazy. So, crazy. so if you're listening, you're, on, you're in Australia or France. France. Yeah. So cool. Even um, if you're in Cali, what's up? Cali. <laughs> Cali. Um, so yeah, so today we are going to talk about our biggest fears and friendships. Dun, dun, dun. And I feel like we could get super deep mm. or we could get like, oh, this is what I'm comfortable with sharing and sharing with the world. Um, or we can really challenge ourselves to like get deep. But mm. I think it'd be cool to, to like open up that conversation. Mm -hmm. Are there any anything that comes to your mind? Like when we just say like fears and friendship, is there anything that like pops to your mind? immediately yeah right when we said it right before oh my gosh my heart's like thumping it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like how deep do I want to go and I think anytime I want to or anytime I'm speaking I want it to be authentic from a place of vulnerability mm -hmm. so um I have a confession to make like maybe a month ago I realized that I am a six on the Enneagram <laughs> so we need to change our intro um, we'll, we'll work on that, but yeah, we're not seven twinsies anymore. <sighs> no, I'm so sorry, but I am like a heavy wing seven. 
So it makes sense why I thought I was a seven and it's all about self-discovery. So if you're exploring the Enneagram and you feel like you need to change your number or you feel like it didn't resonate, it's okay. You, yeah. you can definitely change. But yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what Enneagram is real quick, it's just a personality. Um, they don't say test, but it's really similar. It basically helps you understand how you see the world mm-hmm. and how you respond to things. Um, it's not to put you in a box, but it's to help you understand more like how you respond to things and how, mm-hmm. you know, it also helps show you if you're healthy or unhealthy mm-hmm. um, by like how you respond to certain situations and how mm-hmm. you view things and how you communicate. Yeah. Um, so Shelby and I thought we were both sevens and the sevens, the enthusiast, like mm-hmm. really optimistic, yeah. scatterbrained, somewhat naive, you know, um, big Loves joy and celebrations, yeah. fears, pain, like fears, any kind of negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of like the gist. And Shelby's a six, which is the loyalist or the questioner. Okay. And it makes sense that like that was a mistake because they're close to each other. So it's like on a circle, how the Enneagram works one through nine and the numbers are next to each other. So sometimes you can think you're one number, but you're actually the one next to mm-hmm. it. So Shelby's a six mm-hmm. with a wing seven, meaning she has a lot of seven similarities. And I'm a seven with a wing eight. So I have a lot of eight similarities. Eight is a challenger, um, which I'm, you know, kind of proud <laughs> to have a, a little <laughs> it's eight really, in me. It's really interesting. And there's so many great, like, resources out there. Like, I love Enneagram Simple. It's a like a cartoon book. And so it makes everything, it breaks everything down of, um, like, your biggest fears or... Um, how you like your work ethic looks like mm-hmm. in every different number. And why I started off with saying that is because once I realized that I had a lot of similarities as a six, mm-hmm. it made me go like, aha. And so one of my, one thing that I do a lot is after I leave any interaction, I sit and I question and I go through just all these different scenarios of if I said something wrong or if um, I made someone feel this way, like I drive away from any situation flooded with thoughts of how people perceived me. From what you just experienced. With what I okay. just experienced. Uh-huh. And um, one of like one of the things that a six or me, I guess, do you know what? I'm going to stop saying a six. I'm going to say me. <laughs> um, for me, something that I realized is that I am constantly worried that like the true me will be revealed and people Mm. won't actually love me. Mm. And if you know me or if you're getting to know me, I'm one of those people that I'm like joyful, typically always in group situations. Like I'm a total extrovert. And so right when I get with people, I'm like, whoa, this is so much fun. (laughs) Like, and I don't typically wear my emotions on my sleeve. Like Mm. you have to dig deep one-on-one with me to actually know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so being that type of person of I have to always have a smile on my face, people like I don't want to interrupt a fun event to explain something that had happened before. So sometimes I'm like, well, if people actually knew the stuff I was dealing with, would they Mm -hmm. actually still be my friend? Mm -hmm. And that's such a lie that I've been like walking through. Mm -hmm. And something actually Angie and I talked about last night is that I need to talk more. Mm. like about what's happening in my life Mm -hmm. and picking up the phone and like thinking of my trusted people in my life Mm -hmm. and just going deep into it Mm -hmm. like hey like this is a lot and I just have to go through what I'm thinking instead of I think yes prayer and journaling is a very healthy 
expression of dealing with my emotions. But then sometimes I just go like, okay, that's it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then everyone around me doesn't actually know and I'm doing them a discredit. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think like my, a big fear is like, if they really knew me, would they really still love me? Mm -hmm. And so it just limits how I interact and, it's been really challenging for me to be like, no, like show up all the way, mm-hmm. show up all the way. Um, yeah. yeah. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I can totally resonate with that. Like in a sense where if you were to imagine your life as like a pie or mm-hmm. a pizza mm-hmm. and you slice it up like evenly okay. and like each slice was like something different, like school, work, family, um, like whatever, like different areas in your life, like ministry mm-hmm. or whatever, your kids or so on and so on. Um, I realized a couple years ago that I would only open up to people with like just a few s- different slices, yeah. but I would never open up about the other ones. And so it masked it and it made it seem like I was always open and vulnerable, but what people didn't know is like I was holding off like a maj- like 70% mm-hmm. of what else I'm going through, mm-hmm. but I would only let them get really deep in these things. And usually those things are things I felt moderately comfortable yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it was like relationships. Like I'm such an open book. If you want to know my past relationships and like, you know what I, how I currently see relationships and all that stuff, like I'm an open book. I'll talk about it all day long mm-hmm. for some people. That's like hard. So it it came off to some people like, wow, she's really open. She's really mm-hmm. vulnerable and trusting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but you'll never hear me talk about like th- my inability to process like negative emotions and like other mm-hmm. things in life, I guess, that are I'm actually really insecure about. Um, like how I care about how people see me or past like experiences with friends. Like I've I've never talked about negative experiences with friends like as openly. Um, and it's because of that, like what you're saying in that, like, if I show people everything, will they still accept me? Um, so yeah, like it's that, it's a, it, that all stems from the same thing you're talking about. And like, if I share with everyone, everything that I'm like feeling, are they going to accept me? And are they still going to want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because people want to become your friend cause they see something awesome about you, you know, and they're like, you're so good at this and you do this and you do this. I want to be your friend. Usually people are attracted to the positive things about yeah. you, yeah. which is why they want to be your friend. So it makes us think I have to keep up all these positive things for them to want to still stay my friend. Mm-hmm. They don't know these other things I struggle with. If I were to tell them, they may not want to be my friend cause they didn't know that when mm-hmm. they first saw me and got to know me. So I think that is definitely like I relate with that fear I started seeing it though as a filter for good friends and bad friends or not Mm. bad friends but good friends and people who aren't supposed to be friends Mm. so I saw that as a filter where it's like open up to people and be fearless and it will filter out the people who this is God speaking like it'll filter out the people who like I actually want to be in your life and who I don't and the people who like aren't willing to accept you for everything that you are, like they don't need to be in your life yeah. and they're not meant to be your friend and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But pay attention to the ones who are still sitting there knowing sure. everything that you have been through and yeah. still love you. Yeah. And also accept that like when you open up, people might start to see you differently. Like that's natural, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay. Give them the opportunity to still accept you, even yeah. them knowing all this stuff that, is really vulnerable and hard to share. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was thinking too that 
I struggle too within friendships of, um, I lost it. I was thinking of it and then I told myself to actively listen. <laughs> so I stopped. We should get like a mind dump. Like, a mind dump, like stop thinking of that. Um, <clears throat> oh, I remember. <laughs> there we go. Shelby with her brain farts. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I forgot again. Oh my God, Shelby. <laughs> I have so much. You forgot this because you stopped to make fun of yourself. I was like, uh. Okay, so I was like, oh, I struggle with that. <laughs> and then I struggle with this. Um, you going to record me like forgetting? No, I'm going to do a boomerang. <laughs> um, I got it. Oh okay, everyone, I got it. Okay, that was the major brain fart but we it came back to me and I, we cut out how long it took her to remember by the way so <laughs> the editing the edited version you're gonna hear that it was like she remembered fast she didn't she did sitting here for a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> with my mind looking up in the sky um that was funny i struggle with thinking or wondering if i'm a good enough friend mm. so i will either look to pinterest of what a good friend looks like or i'm praying and or getting super consumed with what I'm personally doing in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I have this moment where like it hits me. And I think it hit me this week because I was sick for a week that mm -hmm. I didn't connect or see anyone for mm -hmm. a whole week. But I, I had this moment last weekend and I even think it was when you and I were serving together at church and you were like, I miss you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I miss you too. And I realized I haven't put in any work and I had to make sure that I didn't get into like this shame cycle of like, you're not a good friend. You didn't check in. Like you need to schedule everyone in. Like you need to reach out to everybody. And so I was thinking about it today and I was like, Lord, like, am I a good friend? Like, am I, am I living up to your expectation or am I creating my own expectations of mm -hmm. what I should do? Mm -hmm. Like, does, do I have to, is it like checking in with everybody? Is it doing activities? Like what does it look like in my own head of how I personally can be a good friend to each individual friend that I have? Mm -hmm. And then um, and then in a group, like am I scheduling time or am I making it aware that it's like I want to spend time together? And so I like reached out to a few people that I was like, I really miss and I need to spend one-on-one -on -one time mm -hmm. doing fun things with them. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I guess it's not necessarily a fear in friendship, but it is something that I think about a lot, like, because relationships and friendships mean so much to me mm -hmm. that I hold them at a high standard. So I want to make sure I'm putting my 110% in mm -hmm. um, to show up. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of people know that, that I'm, like, thinking thinking that. Mm -hmm. Like, am I a good friend? Did I, Or am I a bad friend? Mm -hmm. Was that bad or should I have called or should I? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I came to that thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, again, resonate with that too <laughs> because I have, I don't know that anyone has ever told me I'm a bad friend, but I feel like I am and they're too scared to tell me. Hmm. Like that's something that's hard. And I like, like, I, I think I said it to you and Dylan recently yeah. where I'm like, hey, if there's something I need to improve on, please tell me. Because the thing is, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have blind spots, and if there's areas I need to improve in, like, I need to be known, and my friends are gonna have a different perspective um, than I do, 
And I tend to be a little more optimistic about myself. Mm. So it's like, that's where we're kind of different because I'm like, I did the best I can. And like, I actually did a pretty good job on that. And like, I'm actually kind of proud of myself for that. Mm. Um, But also not like I'd never want to be prideful. And so that's why I just pray that my friends can always like call me out. Not just like stuff for me, but like how I can be a better friend to them. And um, I think I need to just like keep reminding my friends like, hey, like, let me know, please. Like, I know it might be a tough conversation to have, but like, let me know how I can be a better friend to you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I didn't do this right or like, mm-hmm. and actually, um, the one that's coming to my mind is like Emmanuel did that once, like our friend Emmanuel, like he let me know there was one situation where like, I didn't follow up with him about mm-hmm. something that he asked for prayer for. Um, or I brushed it off or something like that. I can't remember, but like I didn't respond well and he was like courageous enough to let me know. Mm. And that meant a lot. And it also showed me that like, oh, wow, like he cares. So it also shows that like if you're able to like call out a friend in a loving way, which doesn't mean like it's going to sound nice. Like sometimes it's going to be hard to like let someone know the truth, Mm. but you can still do it, do it lovingly um, Mm -hmm. or out of love. Um, it lets that person know like, Hey, I really care about you to the point where like, I want to improve with you mm-hmm. and I want to help you improve as well. So mm-hmm. that's something for me too. Or like, I feel like I am like a bad friend, but my friends don't tell me mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I think it's, I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. And like, I definitely want to think about that more. Um, but that's one thing for me. Another one, um, I'll share one cause I feel like you've been sharing <laughs> them, um, is friendships coming to an end is like definitely one I'm Mm -hmm. like so afraid of Mm -hmm. um because all my friendships have come to an end except for like a few childhood friends or like my one of my high school best friends we're still friends then like my childhood best friend we're still best friends so but it's like my adult friendships have Mm -hmm. come to an end at some point um except for a few of them actually I take that back I take that back. Just like a few friends have come to an end. But when one comes to an end, it feels like they've all come yes, to an end. Right? It's like worse than So an, talking like, about it, I'm like yeah. all of them. And I'm like, wait, I'm still friends with them and them and them and them and them and them. Okay, never mind. I think it's like coming to the end of a friendship with a best friend. I think it's definitely really hard. Mm-hmm. It's like a relationship, you know? Like there's a lot you invest. There's soul ties aren't just between like people, like lovers. Like it's also between people that you know. And yeah. like... um like your friends. So that is like really hard and a fear that I walked into. I walked with that fear, um, walking into our friendship mm-hmm. with Shelby. And I was like, don't get attached. Don't get mm-hmm. attached. Like, um, like hold off on some areas. Um, don't like, you know, I was really holding back mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to give my all And if it ends, like, I can trust that it's ending, like, with good reason. And as long as you and I are always there to serve each other and, like, seek God first, Mm -hmm. then, like, we're doing it the right way, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And if it ends, it's, like, by his good good will that that friendship will come to an end. But I can also hope and believe and pray that it won't come to an end. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's, like, definitely a fear for me. And it's definitely like, Mm -hmm. like I just said, it's prohibited my ability to like open up to someone Mm. is fear that like, oh, like this friendship's probably going to end like Mm -hmm. sooner than later. Yeah. So that's like one that came into my head. Yeah. We were talking. I've I've felt that before too. And I think we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Remember when I bought us the sweatshirts? Yeah. (laughs) Because I, um, like our God is like an eternal God and his 
like the way he does thing it he does things is in eternity and we talked a little bit about what does it mean to be like an eternal friend and um I realized I walked into every relationship wondering when it was going to end and I was like wow <laughs> I'm setting it up for failure mm-hmm. like that is such to me I was like that is such a terrible mindset for me to be like oh you know, this is, this too shall pass. This will end mm-hmm. also. Yeah. And you try to like comfort yourself yeah. before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if I do that, is this, is this what the last straw is going to be? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, this conflict, oh, we're done. Like, I'm just going to walk away now. Yeah. And I realized, I was like, no, I, I can't live like that. Like, I need to be like, this friend is worth everything. I, it's, it's worth the risk of putting myself out there again. Yeah. Because... Like, I, I don't want to live my life out of fear. I want to live my life out of faith. And that's mm-hmm. how I always do my decisions. I'm like, okay, there's either fear or faith. Mm-hmm. And whatever it's going to take to stretch my faith, then I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even something, too, as you were talking, I was thinking about, like, friends in ministry. And we kind of talked with Bianca and Megan about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, for me to compartmentalize friendship and ministry is hard. Sometimes I'm like, if I don't show up in ministry, is this going to completely like roll into our friendship? Mm -hmm. If I can't do something on a ministry level or show up in this way, or if we have conflict, how is this going to affect our friendship? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'm like, I can walk on eggshells. Like I'm scared if I do this wrong or if I, um, if I don't say yes to this, like, what is it going to look like with any of my friends that we do ministry together? Or if I say no, is that going to affect our friendship? Mm-hmm. And I just had to stop. I had to almost like compartmentalize and just be like, I need to trust God. I need to stop like overthinking that it's the things I do and why people love me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about that. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that I've resonated with is if your friendship is based on what you can constantly do for them, then I would question it because I do believe we should serve each other, but it shouldn't just be based off of like, what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. It should be like a mutual back and forth. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That like, it just feels or sounds like you're like working to earn something. Yeah. You're working to like earn someone's love. Mm. And I know that, like sometimes we can see our relationship with God that way where we feel like I have to do ministry for God to love me. I have Mm -hmm. to obey him for him to love me. I have to do this, 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 this for him to love me. And I feel like once we have security and knowing that like, that's not how God is, Mm -hmm. I feel like it gives us freedom in our friendships too. Or we're like, you know, maybe the, I mean, the person isn't God. So like, they're not going to have that unconditional love for you. Like he Mm -hmm. does. No one's going to meet his love. But it helps free your mind of feeling like you need to do something in order to earn something from someone Mm -hmm. or you need to do something to like feel loved. Mm -hmm. And some people think friendships are that. So some people like, if you don't show up for me, do you really love me? You know, like some people Mm -hmm. see things that way. Yeah. I feel like that shouldn't be like the basis or foundation of your friendship. Mm -hmm. It should be an unconditional love. Like I don't need anything from this person to love them. I don't need them to be there for me in order for me to want to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's like the foundation of a healthy friendship is when that is mutual. Yeah. You know, sometimes people find themselves in friendships where that's one way where it's like, only one person thinks that. So it feels like all you have to do is give this and give that in order for them to accept you. Um, but anyway, like I, I just feel like 
I don't know. I just felt like, wow, I feel like that's something people carry in their relationships mm-hmm. with God. And like, I know that breaks his heart because he's like, all I have is love for you mm-hmm. and nothing you can do can make me love you yeah. more or less. Yeah. And that's a kind of friend. That's a kind of love we should try to model in our friendships, yeah. you know, where I'm like, Shelby, like, yeah, I needed you and you weren't there, but like, I still love you. Yeah. And like, I don't, I didn't need that in order for me to like love you and appreciate you as mm-hmm. a friend. Does it make me feel loved? Like, yes, but like, I don't need that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I totally, I totally feel that one. And for me, I use that as a filter to like filter out people in my life who yeah. like, it's just a one way friendship yeah. where yeah. it's like, they just want all these things for me, show up for me. I need this. I need this. Can you pick me up? Can you send me money mm. for this? And I found myself in, re- in friendships like that where I was constantly giving and giving. Mm. And I thought that's what a friendship was. Mm. And my mom told me, she was like, when does she, when is she ever there for you? Yeah. Like, when does she yeah. ever help you out? When does she ever pick you up? I'm like, well, she doesn't have a car and she doesn't have a job. <laughs> and my mom is like, and like, this mm. isn't a healthy friendship. And I mm. was like, oh my gosh, it is. And I didn't realize it. Mm. And ever since then, all I noticed was like every interaction was like her wanting something from me. Mm. And I was like, what's going to happen if I say no? And the yeah. more I said no, like the less I heard from her. Yeah. So it's and filter. it's, yeah, yeah, it sucks. But it's like, you don't want to continue down a road no. with someone whose mindset's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I think that's like a solid one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else coming to mind for you. Like that's a lot. And no, like, yeah. <laughs> there's so much more I feel like we could unpack with in each of those. Yeah. And if you're listening, I just pray that like we spoke to something so you mm-hmm. understand that like you're not alone mm-hmm. and we totally get it. And if you have a fear that like we didn't talk about, um, there's probably so many fears people carry in friendships. Yeah. But I think like the encouragement is that you can surrender that to God mm-hmm. and talk through it with him and mm-hmm. talk about your fear to somebody. Yeah. That's one thing that's like, been a theme this week among my friends is like mm-hmm. vocalizing things and like bringing things to light. And my friend said this to me just before I came over here to record this is and she reminded me like in scripture, it says when you confess things to your brothers or sisters, you receive healing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're struggling with a fear, like go to one of your pastors or your best friend um, or that person you have that fear with and yeah. say like, Hey, I'm fearing this right now. <laughs> like, can you help bring truth to it? Yeah. Um, and vocalize it and talk about it. And I think that's the number one way we can squash our fears is mm-hmm. just talking about it and realizing, like I was saying, like, I'm fearful my friendship's ending. And as I was saying that, I realized like that's only happened a few times, <laughs> I lo- yeah. but since it was living in my head, it made it seem like every friendship I've ever had has come to an end. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you for sticking with us mm-hmm. and, Enduring um, Shelby's brain farts. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so good, yeah. Um, but you can find us yeah. on social media at Our Girls Club. Mm-hmm. And again, we pray that this episode blessed you. And if there's any fears you have, we would love to talk to you. Yeah. Like, reach out to us on Instagram. Um, and we are not experts, but we want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. We want to like hear what you're going through. We've had girls reach out to us mm-hmm. because of this podcast who've opened up about situations they're in and God has enabled us to be there for them and mm-hmm. um, help them walk through stuff. So mm-hmm. know that you're not alone. And thank you again so much for tuning into this episode. We love you. Have an amazing day. Love you.